All right, uh, tonight we have a special treat. We have Pastor Claude Oliver with us tonight. It's been a while, so we are stoked. We're ready. Come on, Pastor Claude. Let's give it to us tonight. He's coming up here. It's been a while. I feel like I'm going through like uh, withdrawal symptoms. These guys were getting a little jumpy and shaky, so we've been waiting for you. Come on, one more time. Put those hands together and give God praise in this house. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That was pretty good if it was for me, but uh, since we're giving it all to him, do we have any young people in this house that really love God? I mean, really, really do. That was pretty good, and you could have fooled me if that was uh, all you had, but I know you got more than that. If, do we have any young people in this house that really love God? I mean, talk about really. I'm sold out for him. I love him with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my might. I love him. And I'm not afraid to tell someone that I love him. I'm not afraid to tell the person on the playground, in the schoolyard, or at the grocery store, or the next door neighbor. I'm not afraid to tell someone that I love God because that's what I do. I love him. I'm not a fanatic. I'm not crazy. I've been charged. I've been changed. I love God. That's me. That's me. I, I'm not crazy. I'm not fanatical. I'm not freaky. I just love God. And tonight the charge is going to be upon you because you used your second chance and God has given you another chance. And he's commissioned you to do something and many of us are sitting on our seats saying, oh, but God has told you to do something and it's time for you to do what he God said. Can I get a witness? It's just time. It's time. As a matter of fact, it's past time. Time is past and we hadn't done what God has already told us to do. And now it's time. Somebody say time. It's time to do what God said do. Is that all right? Father, we thank you now for this time. Thank you now for another chance. Thank you now, God, for another chance. Another chance to just do what you've said do. We hear your voice and your voice is plain. So now, God, give us to get up and do what you've asked us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, those songs that were led by the praise team were awesome. I talked to Sean just today. He texted me, I don't know, was it last week? Earlier. He texted me earlier in the week and asked me what I was going to be preaching on, and at that time I did not know. So I, I put him on my to-do list, but he was kind of down toward the bottom because I had not at that time prepared the word. But when I called him today, right, it was this morning, and I purposely waited to 10 o'clock because I didn't know if he was sleeping in or not. Uh, but when I called him this morning and shared with him the, 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 the frame of the message, the scriptures from the message, he said, I got you covered. I got you covered. The songs that we've selected play right into what uh, you're going to preach about. And, and it's good when it just flows together. That's called confirmation. Someone say confirmation. It's called confirmation when we hadn't seen each other. We just talked on the phone just this morning, and God had already confirmed his word. So that tells me that we're on track to deliver just what God has said do today. And then when I heard the song, I'd never heard Unafraid. Anybody ever heard the song before? I'd never. It, to be honest, had you heard that? I ain't never heard the song. I, I didn't even know the song existed. I didn't. I didn't know the song existed. But, Sean, you were right on point, man. The song says in verse 1, let me see your face again. Anybody want to see the face of God again? Let me see your face again. 
Let me feel your embrace that pulls me in. I want to let go of all my fears. I want to let go of my fears. Lord, give me another chance. I've already used my second, third, fourth, fifth chance. Give me another chance to do what it is that you've already told me to do. That's what the songwriter said, and I'm just saying what the song said. Lord, give me another chance to just to do it. We all, have, we all must admit that there are things that we've, uh, and there are times that we have uh, disobeyed. Anybody been disobedient to God? There have been times when we've been disobedient to God. Now, you might have been disobedient to your brother, your sister. I grew up in a household, and we were, there were seven of us, so that uh, the, the, the one older than you had to watch you, and you had to watch the one younger than you. So I was this age, and my little baby sister was that age, so guess who I got to watch? And every now and then, baby sister would disobey me. Every now and then, I would disobey brother who was older than me. But as we've now come into the family of God, how many of you would honestly confess with your eyes open, I've disobeyed God? We've disobeyed God at one point or another. Looking back over our lives, there are some things that we should have and that we could have done differently. One is obeying God. There are some things that we should have and we could have done differently. As much as we would like to turn back the hands of time, as much as we like to, we must admit the fact that there are some things that, guess what? You just can't change. There are some things that you can't change. But wake up and hear me now. There are some things that God is commanding this night that you change. And one of those things is the fact that God has told you to do something. And it's about time you do it. Sermon's over. Amen. <laughs> there are some things that God has told you to do, and it's just about time that you do what? Do it. It's time for you to do it. It's time for you to do what God has already commanded you to do. Because guess what I said a moment ago? You've already used your second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, fifteenth, eighteenth, twenty-second, ninety-eighth time. You've already used those times. And now God has given you another chance. Somebody say another chance. This is how we preach at my church. You just have to talk. You, you, you just can't sit there and look. You, you got to get involved with the message. It helps you to interact and helps you to stay awake. You, you, God has given you another chance to just do it. Only God can change circumstances or give you another chance to change those circumstances. Listen to what I said. Only God can change or give you another chance to. You're listening. Only God can do that. Have you ever said, God, give me a second chance? Anybody ever said that? Can I get a witness? A real witness. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, give me a second chance. Well, if the truth be told, you use the second chance. I already said it. Some people refer to God as a God of a second chance. But I want you to get that stinking thinking out your mind because you use the second chance 
12 years ago. God is a God of another chance. And he's given you another chance to do what he's asked you to do. Some of you have not witnessed in the last 10 years. Some of you have witnessed every day, but the very thing that God has told you to say hadn't been said yet. God wants you to say what he wants you to say. It's, it's good to witness. But to that very friend that you know is screwing up, it's time for you to call them out. And you're still their friend. Don't look around, don't look around, don't look around, don't look around. God is saying it's time for you to step up, speak up, and know that I am your God. And it is I that have commanded you to speak forth the truth. That you might live. That you might live. Today we need to come clean and ask God to give us another chance. Say this with me, church. Lord, give me another chance. Now, how many of you really meant that? I mean, we, 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 do, we do this stuff in church, and yes, it's, it's all interactive, and, but is it true? Anybody want another chance? Anyone sitting in this place tonight knowing that there's something that God has told you to do, he urges you and, and, and he gives you that unction in the middle of the night. And that wasn't one to get up and go to the bathroom. No, 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 no. This one said, there's something I'm trying to get across to you. There's something that you need to do. There's something that you need to say. There's some place you need to go. And it ain't just anybody telling you to do it. It's me, your God. It's me, your Lord. It's me, the one that you give praise to. It's me, God, 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 trying to get your attention. Has anyone ever felt that thing in the middle of the night? Yeah. God, give me another chance. Another chance to do it. Someone is asking now, what is the it that God has asked you to do? Anybody already know what the it is that God has already asked them to do? You don't have to say it out loud. I just need you to declare it today. You, you already know. You just hadn't done it. You, you know what the it is, but you just hadn't done the it. There is something very specific that God has given you to do that for whatever sort, whatever reason, you, you, you've been too busy. You had play rehearsal. You had choir rehearsal. You had girlfriend party time. You had boyfriend time. But you failed to do the thing that God has asked you to do. And for those of us in ministry that have a calling on our lives, that love God with all of our hearts, we, we must understand that God wants us to do something. He wants to do something for us, to us, and through us. You got that one? He wants to do something. God wants to do something for us, to us, and through us that only he can do. And it can only be done through you. You are the vessel of God. Is that right? Amen. Amen. The Bible tells us that if we are willing, somebody say willing. willing. This is the scripture, y'all. If we are willing and obedient, what will happen? Anybody know? Any Bible scholars? Any, any, any Bible scholars? If we are willing and obedient, what will happen? Dee, 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 dee. Sure, you, you, go ahead, go ahead. 
Go ahead. They can read. What, what happens if you're willing and obedient? You're going to be fat. Oh, yeah. If you are willing and obedient, you're going to be fat. And I don't mean physically fat. Come on, come on. Rise up a little bit. Get, elevate your thinking just a little bit. If you're willing and obedient, you're going to be eating the good of the land. In other words, if you're willing and obedient, good things going to happen. God's not only going to bless you, but he's going to raise you up higher. Once you open that mouth and really be a witness for him, he's going to give you boldness. That's what the songwriter was saying about not being afraid. He's going to give you boldness. This side is listening. He's going to give you boldness. boldness. Anybody know what boldness is? It says, I don't mind telling somebody that Jesus lives. And not only does he live, just what Jesus does, he saves. Not only does he live and then he saves, but Jesus, he fixes it. Anybody need Jesus to fix something? I need Jesus to fix some stuff. I got some friends that need fixing. I got some employees that need fixing. Yeah. Bible tells us that if you are willing and obedient, and the two have to go together. Because oftentimes we try to break those things apart. I'm willing, here I go. But we forget you've got to be willing and obedient. Anybody know what that means? It means you got to stop just saying it and start doing it. I can tell more about how you live by more than what you do than what you come on somebody I can tell more by what you do than what you say because some of us are saying a whole lot and we ain't doing nothing we've got to be willing and obedient before we eat the good of the land many times let me finish that one Guess what? There are consequences for not doing what the Lord say do. There are what? For not doing what the Lord say. There are consequences for not doing what the Lord say do. Read. But if you refuse and hard-headed. That was my sister. She's not here, so she can't punch me. But if you refuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord have God said it. God said it. I just read it. You just read it. Who said it? Who said it? That sounds like a children. Who said it? Who said it? Who said it? Who said it? Boy, you can turn that into a cheer. That's, a, that's one of those Christian school cheers. Who said it? Wake up now. Come on. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Who said it? God said it. Many times we refuse the blessings and the good. Uh, many, many times we, we refer to the blessings and the good in this verse, but we rarely do stress the willingness and the obedience that is required for us to receive these blessings. Right? 
let's face it. There are many people who are willing to do work for the Lord. Anybody? I'll work for you, Lord. What do you want me to do? Uh Uh-huh. But they do not obey when it comes to carrying out the work. Now, Brother Don always talks about going out on the mission field. How many of you know that there's a mission field right in your home? How many of you know that there's a mission field right in your school? You're going to go on a mission field. Anybody going to school tomorrow? Anybody going to work tomorrow? There are mission fields that are so ever so close to you that God has already commanded you to get into and stop talking and do something. Do more than just talk. Let someone see you walking and living right. And telling them you got to stop that smoking in the bathroom. She's smoking in the bathroom? He's like, stop smoking. Anybody got any friends that smoke in the bathroom? Don't say no. Someone does. Bunch of liars. Let me change it. Maybe, maybe it wasn't your friend smoking in the bathroom. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was just someone you know that you thought was saved smoking in the bathroom. That there was someone you know that you thought was living right. Smoking in the bathroom. That's it. Then there are those who are obedient when it comes to ministry and evangelism, but they never have a willing heart to do the work. There are some people who are willing and obedient, but their heart just, I ain't doing that. Those oftentimes in church are called pew warmers. <laughs> willing and obedient, but just don't want to do the work. They want to sit on their pew. Now, I'm talking to someone in here that's been jumping and shouting and running and not working. Because once you get through jumping and shouting and running, you got to do what? You got to work. In order to receive the full blessings God wants for us, we must both be willing and obedient. In Jonah, the book of Jonah. Chapter 1, verse 2, the Lord commands Jonah to go to Nineveh. Where did Jonah get commanded to go to? Nineveh. And uh, cry against the wickedness in the city. Okay, stay with me. Jonah, fish, belly, whale, eaten, vomited out. You know what I'm talking about. In Jonah 1 and 2, the Lord commanded Jonah to go to Nineveh and to cry against the wickedness in the city. Jonah heard God, but what did Jonah do? Jonah went in the opposite direction. Can I get a witness? You heard God. You heard what he said do. And guess what you did? God said go left. Ah. And you went right. Jonah heard God's voice, but he was not obedient. 
How many times have God told us to do things that we did not want to do and we develop the drawback spirit? Anybody know what the drawback spirit is? Drawback spirit. Take that one home with you. Drawback spirit. What is that? Drawback spirit. Anyone want to venture a guess? Spirit of rebellion. Good guess. Good, good, good. Very close. Donkey. Donkey spirit. Backsliding. Yes, yes, yes. More. Give me more. Any spirit that hears the voice of God and does not obey his voice is a drawback spirit. Did you hear what I said? What is a drawback spirit? You are fast learners. That drawback spirit. In other words, you are about to raise your hand, but something just made you. Because Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh, he attempted to journey to another city. What was the city? You failed, preacher. Was it the southern drawl? You just missed that one. You'll catch up. Come on. You get to redeem yourself. Because Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh, he attempted to journey to another city, Tarshish, to flee from the presence of God. How many of you have tried to flee from the very presence? Come on now. The very presence of God. Lord, I don't want you to see me, and guess what? I don't want to see you. Anybody ever felt like that? Come on. I'm talking saved folks. I'm talking real. I'm talking worshipers, praisers, who for some reason, for whatever feeling that, 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 whatever was coming on you at that moment, you you, you didn't want to see God and you didn't want him to see you. The Bible tells us that if we are willing and obedient, we shall be eat the good of the land. But if we refuse and rebel, we will be devoured with the sword. Listen, many times we refuse the blessings and the good in these verses, but I said that earlier, we refuse to rarely stress how important it is to obey. How many of you have ever had to do something that you really, 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 really didn't want to do? Anybody ever been there? I've been there. In the gospel, when it comes to, uh, and in mission work, when it comes to sharing with your friend, let me bring it home, personal, sharing with your family, that, and I'm using my own family because I know my family better than yours, okay? Is that all right? Uh, I kind of know mine a little bit better. It's just not good to do some of the stuff we doing, y'all. This is me talking to my folks at home. In other words, not all of you, but some of you say you're saved and love God. And for those of you who do, that just ain't right. In other words, we've got to be honest not only with ourselves, but we've got to be honest with those that we love. Because if you really love someone, you'll tell them the what? The whole truth and come on now. If you really love someone, you'll tell them the what and nothing but the and the whole truth. 
the whole truth many times in order to receive the full blessings of God, blessings that God wants us to receive. We've got to really be willing and be obedient. Listen, Moses had a Tarsus. Moses. Anybody remember Moses? What do you remember about Moses? Huh? Burning bush, good one. Yes. Ten Commandments, yes, yes. We saw that on television, yes. Rod, yes. Ran away, yes. Killed somebody, yes. But Moses also, uh, yes. That was his Tarsus. He stuttered. So when God gave him something to do, what did he say? I, I, what did he say? Anybody know? I can't, I can't, I can't, I ain't, I, I, I can't get it out, God. Send someone that could deliver the message that you really want delivered. I have a problem with my speech. And because I know what you've already asked me to do, you told me very plain, I can't go because I can't talk right. Anybody ever make God excuses? We know, we know, we know. We just make excuses. Jer uh, Jeremiah had a Tarshish. Anybody know Jeremiah? Anybody know anything about Jeremiah? What? Uh, like him. Yes, we saw it on television. Yes. Jeremiah. Anybody know anything about Jeremiah? Prophet. Yes. Young. Yes. That was his Tarsus. He thought that he was too young. I'm just in high school. I'm just in middle school. I'm just the baby of the family. I'm just whatever it is. He thought he was too young. But let me tell you something, young people. You are not too young to stand up and be bold for Christ. You are not too young to tell somebody that you've got to come out your sin. Sin is just sin. Just, just, say, just shout, come out. You just got to tell them. You, you got to come out. Got to come out. Tell her again. Come on out. You like that? Come out your sin. Come out. What do you use as your excuse for not doing the things God commanded? You don't have to share them out loud. Just think about them. What do you use as your excuse? I can tell you one of mine. I'll say it out loud. I'm tired. Lord, I'm just tired. Don't feel like being intentional today. I'm tired. Did you hear what I said, God? I'm tired. Anybody ever talk to God like you're really, like he your homie? Hey, God, hey. Hey, God. I'm just tired, Lord. I don't work today. Now, see, my work is not hard work as it relates to picking up stuff. I don't pick up much, more than a pencil, more than a phone. I don't, I don't pick up much. But let me tell you, when I left there today, Alex was praying for me out in the lobby. I guess he just, I guess he, did you feel that I look tired, Alex? I've been writing evaluations all day, and it takes a MIPS to write an evaluation. You got to write the word, slice the word, dice the word, and get ready for the fight next week. You, gotta, you just got to do it all. Just. So, what is your excuse? I'm too cute. I'm too clean. I'm too shy.
I'm too nervous. I'm too afraid. I'm too messed up myself. What's your excuse? Know that God is giving you another chance tonight. Somebody say another chance. To do it. God has given you another chance tonight to do it. And you know what your it is that he's already commanded you to do. It's now time for you to just. You must understand that fleeing to Tarsus or wherever place you escape to or wherever place your escape may be will not hide you from God. When I go to God and tell him I'm too tired, that does not shelter me. Because he's been with me all day. He, he, he knows every hair that's still left on the head. And he knows just how much I can bear. And the scripture has already bored out that because the scripture says he would not place more on us than we can. So if it's already being placed upon us, guess what God's saying to you? You can handle it. You can do it. I've already told you what to do. Now just do it. You can do it. Whatever place your Tarsus might be, according to Psalms 139, there's no way you can hide from the presence. Listen, there's no way that you can hide from the presence of God. His presence is where? Everywhere. Good answer. His presence is everywhere. In school, guess what? God's there. On the playground, guess what? God's there. At the mall, guess what? He's there. In Burlington, guess what? In your room, God is there. On your cell phone. So you thought it was just you and, and bro, you and girlfriend. On your cell phone, God is there. Listen, in your secret place, guess who's there? He is everywhere. So you cannot escape the very presence of God. He is omnipresent. What Big word, what does that mean? In the seat right next to you. Guess what? God is there. He's there. The story in the Bible goes like this. Listen, quick story. The Lord sent out a great storm on the sea, and all the men on the ship were afraid. Good song. But Jonah, guess what Jonah did? <laughs> <laughs> Can anybody guess what Jonah did? Jonah fell sound asleep. Jonah was worse than me at 1030. Jonah was out. Am I out at 1030, honey? If, if it's that long, I, I am out. O-U-T out. I'm not talking about I'm thinking about going to sleep. I am out. Jonah, in the midst of a storm, was he wasn't just out. He was O-U-T out. Jonah was sleeping. 
was out. Side note. That's what it says in my notes here. Side, side <laughs> note. What's going on with my friend? And the people who I would ask, other friends of mine, would not respond back. And these other messages kept popping up. Well, long story short, my friend was, my friend died earlier this week. And his service was on yesterday. And not only was he my friend, but his brother was my friend. And his brother uh, put a Facebook message up that said that, and I haven't spoken to his, his brother and I graduated together. This, the, the guy who's still alive, the brother, Albert. We went to school, we went to high school, we went to, we went to kindergarten together. Albert put up a message that said, bury the world's best brother today. And remember I was telling you about talking to sick people, and I was telling you about that uh, when we don't say what God is saying, say that uh, we're putting others' lives in danger. Now, Albert used to beat me up in school. I'm talking about me, not you, I'm talking about Albert used to beat the tar out of me. I'm already black. He would beat the tar. Uh, stay with me. Stay with me. He, he true story. Come on, pull it back together. Come on, pull it. Come back right here. I, this man would just beat me up. And, 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 and I'm just going to tell the truth. I believe it was for no reason because I, I, I just think I became a punch, a, a real live punching bag. It, you, you, some of you may be dealing with bullying in school. Come on, stay with me. Remember, I was telling you about how if we don't say something to people that we are not only killing ourselves, but we're killing them. And remember how I was telling you about how we need to pray for the sick? Bullies are sick. Stay with me. Bullies are sick people. And I know Albert was on Facebook because now Albert's brother, Alvin, just passed away this week. And just yesterday, Albert watched his brother being funeralized, put in the ground. I had an opportunity to witness to Albert on Facebook. One-on-one -on -one message. Albert, it's Claude, high school friend. Jesus loves you. And despite how you feel right now, condolences to you and your family. And then Two minutes later, you, Facebook is amazing when you use it, right? Albert, the guy who used to beat the tar out of me, guess what Albert said? Thank you. That's the end of my part of the story, but then another friend who I know saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost said, Albert, you're going to get through this. Another friend, saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. This is how God saves lives, folks. Said, Albert, Jesus loves you. Now, here he is, this guy who's sick. Remember, I said God had given me a passion to pray for the sick. Oftentimes, we miss it. We think God's saying, go to St. Joseph's Hospital. 
God was saying, get ready for Alvin's brother Alvin to die. That you'll be able to speak to Alvin and give Alvin another chance to accept a real Savior who really does love us. Remember I said bullies are sick. And some of you are sitting here depressed and going through things and knowing that there are people in your lives that you need to speak to or speak a word of life to. It's time to just do it. It's time not to be afraid. And you know what? The good thing about Facebook is I'm thousands of miles away. <laughs> and the message got there instantaneously. And the message carried with it power. Power to heal. Power to save. And power to deliver. So where I thought when he was speaking to me about talking and praying for the sick, he meant go get the certificate, finish the course, pass the test, go to St. Joseph Hospital. He was really saying there's going to come a day and a time that I'm going to tell you here is your chance. Here's your another chance. Remember growing up, I, I wanted to stop getting beat up, so I tried to talk to Albert then. He wouldn't listen. I think every time I said God, he said, Poof. God was an automatic. <laughs> I'm serious. Have you ever tried to tell someone about God and they really want to fight you? Knock you out? Been there, done that, got the book. What am I saying to you? Bring it back together. Talked about Jonah and how Jonah was told to go left. He went right. Jonah felt so comfortable in the presence of God that he fell asleep. Because when the storm was raging, that was God. If you are trying to escape from God and not do the things that God has already told you to do, I don't want you to be afraid anymore. What I want you to do is stand up and remember my story about Albert. Remember, you can get the message across. And that message can be delivered with power and with power to deliver and with power to save. Because if you don't do what God has already commanded you to do, if you don't use this second chance, someone's going to die. Someone's going to die. All because you didn't do obedience and willingness 100% to what God said do. I'm not going to get through all this, so I'm going to wrap like this. How many of you really want to do what God said do? Willing and obedient. Sean, if you could go up. That afraid song was just so apropos for what we want to do tonight. I know many of you in this house are already saved. Your life has already been given to Christ. I know that. But I want you to take my Albert story and go way back. I told you I've been out of school a minute way back to something God told you to do last year. And you've just been holding on to that thing and not doing it. It's time tonight to say, Lord, I'm going to do this. And it ain't about me. It's about being obedient, willing to step out. To step out, to step out, 
and to remember that if I open my mouth, you'll speak for me. To remember that I'm not too young to do what you've said do. To remember that, you know what? I'm just going to say it to my friend. I'm just going to say it to my family member. I'm just going to say it to the, the kid in school. I'm going to say it to the bully. This is what God has asked me to tell you. So this is what I'm going to tell you. I don't like this saying. I really don't. You know that saying, let the chips fall where they may. I don't want the chips to just fall where they may. I want the chips to fall where God wants them to fall, everyone. I, I want every, all the chips to fall where God wants them to fall. Don't let them fall where they may because that's so willy-nilly, they just might fall in the wrong spot. I want the chips to fall so that when I speak, it hits fertile ears so that I don't get punched, so that I don't get accused or blamed, frowned upon, talked about. So I don't want the chips to fall where they may. I want the chips to be ordained by God to fall where he desired them to fall, that I might have impact in fulfilling the very thing that God has told me to do. How many of you want to do it tonight? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to call first for those who are real honest. I'm asking for 100% honesty. You 99%ers, stay seated for just a moment, please. Did you hear what I said? 99 percenters, please stay seated. But if there are young people in this house, young or old, young, middle-aged, or older than I, if you know that God has told you to do something and you use your 152nd chance already and God has given you another chance, I just need you to make your way to the altar and just say, Lord, I'll do it. With a whole heart. Lord, I'll do it. Come on, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Whatever it is, I'll do it. Listen. Listen. It's important that you really, really think about this because you, you are stepping out into dangerous waters. You're about to be swallowed up by a fish. You're about to be put down by a friend. You are about to be cast out by a family member. But you're saying to the Lord, whatever it is you'll have me do, God, whatever it is that you want, I'll do it. You're saying that I remember and I heard your still, small voice. I'll do it. You're saying, God, because you are God and because you will word my mouth, because you will word my, you will direct my path, I'll do it. If you say go to the mission field, I'll do it. I wanted the job, but I'll do it. I wanted the pay, but I'll do it. I wanted the power, the prestige, but I'll do it. If you are saying speak up in school, I'll do it. If you are saying be the bathroom monitor, I'll do it. If you are saying, Lord, that's my mom, I'll do it. That's my dad, I'll do it. That's my brother, my sister. I'll do it. Listen. Because God is a God of another chance. 
If you're sitting in your seat and you're saying to yourself, you know what, I don't know if I'm ready to do it today, but let me pray about it. I'll do it tomorrow, maybe. Still room. There's plenty of room. Because God wants you to do it. And he's a God of another chance. He uses ordinary people to, to do extraordinary things. And that ordinary person is you. Just do it. Oh, God. Come on, declare it to the Lord. The very thing that you've told me to do, that, what, that is what I will do. Hallelujah. Come on, young people, lift up a praise. As you think about what God has done for you, declare it today. Oh God, oh God, oh God. My God, come on, declare it. I'm not afraid, oh God. I've been afraid, but now I declare I'm unafraid to do what you've asked me to do, to do the very thing that you've called me to. So God, now word my mouth that I might speak against the very enemy and do what you said do. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. How many of you feel better? I tell you what, I feel better. I do. I feel better. To those who I may have ticked off tonight, to those who I may have called out tonight, the chips didn't fall where they may. This was your night to hear it. This was your night to say, I'm going to step up. This was your night to say, I'm going to stop playing. I'm going to stop playing. 
I, I, I'm stop being a 99 percenter, knowing that God will give me the words to say. I'm not afraid of Albert anymore. Now he's my Facebook buddy. We talking now. Hadn't talked in 30 years, but now we're talking. So I encourage you to declare today, this day, Lord, thank you for another chance and allowing me to do it. God bless you today. Come on, clap your hands like you love Jesus and tell him you thank you. Amen, amen.